0: More information on the power of community ownership visit ncb.coop that's ncb.coop now stay tuned for your host Vernon Oaks good morning everybody this is Vernon Oaks welcome to everything co-op I hope you're having a great Thursday it's a beautiful beautiful day hot in parts of the country I'm in California it's not too bad out here but it's early and this morning though we have from North Carolina Emily Nell good morning Emily
1: good morning how are you Vernon
0: I am great how are you doing this morning
1: I'm doing fantastic thank you
0: so you are with the Cooperative Council of North Carolina what is that what is the Cooperative Council of North Carolina
1: Well, let me tell you, Vernon, I get that a lot, and I could talk your face off about what it is, but we are an association of all different cooperatives. We educate, connect, and promote the cooperative business model, but more so, we are really driving home the idea that cooperatives gain give access to people to services, products, and things that we need to solve problems for, and we really work together we make decisions together we teach people how this cooperative business model is amazing
0: how the cooperative business model is amazing and you said all types of co-ops give us an example of what types of co-ops you're talking about
1: sure thing so we have credit unions in our membership they are credit unions are cooperatives we have electric utility cooperatives we have telephone cooperatives, we have food cooperatives, we have agriculture cooperatives, we have insurance mutuals, we have marketing cooperatives, and we have a lot of other organizations in our membership that are uh, cooperative supporting organizations. So whether they provide services or products to cooperatives, that's our membership, a lot of them.
0: Okay. So you just described the four different types of co-ops with examples. And let me quickly say if a co-op is owned and controlled by the employees, it's called a worker co-op. And that could, it could be any type. If it's owned and controlled by the people that buys and uses the products and services, those are consumers, it's called a consumer co-op. And there you have housing co-ops, credit union, food co-ops. And a food co-op could either be owned by the employees, the worker co-op, or the consumers. And then in uh, farmers, you have farmers down in North Carolina. They could join, come together, either individuals or or businesses, and create a, a business called a purchasing co-op that purchase whatever they need. Normally, they get a better pro- price, a better product, because the employees of that company knows the vendors and the products that they want to buy. And these farmers could also come together and do marketing or producer co-op. They're called like. Cabot Creamery, Lando Lakes, Ocean Spray. These are businesses that markets the farmer's products, and they could get to markets that the farmer could not get to. The North Carolina products could end up in California through these companies or New York City, and that individual farmer could not do that. So these co-ops provide lots and lots of services for the people that are there. And just real quickly, Emily, there's a group of black women in Pittsburgh called Ujamaa, and they they are artists, and they're a combination of a purchasing and marketing co-op. These artists came together, and they got got a storefront, and this storefront, they sell their goods, whether it's jewelry, uh, paintings, clothing, and so individual artists could not afford to open up a storefront, but working together, they have done that, and I went there in July one year, and I bought all of my Christmas gifts and stuff that year. So um, that is Ujamaa, which is a purchasing marketing co-op. So that's what you serve. You serve all of these different co-ops in North Carolina. That's
1: correct. Yeah, all of the different kinds of co-ops in North Carolina.
0: Okay. So let me ask you, how did you get into this?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. I stumbled into this cooperative council in North Carolina. I... I started my career as a commercial banker in Chicago. I married into the military. We moved around, and I ended up in New Mexico with a very tiny credit union. I had no idea what a credit union was. I figured it was just a different name for a bank. My CEO, who I reported to, gave me the Kool-Aid to drink about co-ops he gave me every opportunity that i asked for and even more to learn about credit unions the cooperative movement and sent me on travels that really opened my eyes to the world of cooperatives and when we moved to north carolina in 2015 i stumbled across this job posting for the cooperative council of north carolina and went ahead and applied and it sounded weird enough that (laughs) I got suckered in. And now I love it. I love everything about serving my cooperative members and working with them to develop education around cooperatives. I love all the programs that we offer and the people that I get to meet. Cooperators are amazing people. So if you're out there in the world, if you stumble across a cooperative, those people are going to be pretty awesome people. So, I've just been really blessed to fall into this to this world. Okay,
0: you just fell into it as I did, but I was much I was in my 40s, maybe late 40s before I learned about co-ops and I've had people on the show that particularly if they lived on a farm, their families may have been into five co-ops and they would be in meetings and sometimes meetings were in their home. Same thing for credit union people. Sometimes the young folk, you know, really get it early on. They get the Kool-Aid as you say, or they get bitten by this knowledge, this knowledge and information of these cool people. Now what makes cooperators cool and phen- phenomenal people you say they are? What are, what about them? Well, let me
1: tell you. So cooperatives, Really follow these cooperative principles. And depending on who you're talking to, there's going to be either seven or eight cooperative principles. And they all make up this amazing way to build and follow your business. Um, One of them is concern for community, one of them is your education and training. So typically, cooperatives really. Follow these and live these principles out. So they educate their folks on what it means to be a cooperative, member owned, having a voice, having a vote, um, having access and service to their members. So they they give that education and then they really have that concern for community. So they're making where they are a better place for not only their members, but their communities. They're trying to make that difference. So these folks care. And that's the simple way to say
0: it. These folks care. So you talked about the seven principles. Let me quickly go back over them. The first one is voluntary and open membership. It's open to anybody, no matter what your gender or what race you're coming from, how old you are, which political affiliation you have or your religion. It doesn't make any difference in how much money you have. It doesn't make any difference. And the second one is one member, one vote, democratic member control. Again, it doesn't make any difference how much money you have. In a capitalistic model, you buy more and more stock based on how much money you have, and therefore you have more say. In a co-op, it's one member, one vote. Then you get member economic participation. You pay to get into a co-op. It could be a lot of times uh, co-ops will make it where you can pay on time. It's just a food co-op, a housing co-op. And the other part of it, if you make a profit or have a surplus, the members in that voice that you were talking about, Emily, they get to say what happens to that, to that money. Autonomy and independence, they have to have the – must have control. The cooperative members must have control. And the fifth principle you talked about was my favorite and the reason I first loved co-ops was education, training, and information. I've taught 11 years of my life, and my mother was a teacher. Education is critical. Knowledge is critical, and that's in the body of the DNA of cooperation. It's always training, always training, always training. And then the sixth one is cooperation among co-ops, and you're in a great place for that to to watch that happen and help that to happen, that these different co-ops have help out each other. And the seventh one is concern for community, which you talked about, and that was the first one you mentioned. The second one you mentioned was education. So concern for community, and I have it, that Co-ops are formed to solve community problems. And one guy said, Emily, uh, uh, Papa Sin from Senegal, the first week, first week, first first month we were on the air, seven and a half years ago, he said, if there's no community problem, there's no need for a co-op. Okay. So he took it a little bit further. Um, so you fell into this. You liked the people involved. You did credit unions, and you thought it was just another bank, and you found out it's a co-op. Uh, and your boss helped you to understand what a co-op is, gave you into that fifth principle and gave you the training, or training you needed, wanted, even maybe you didn't know you needed or wanted. That's phenomenal. And then you came and applied for this weird job that you now, or do you love, do you like what you're doing?
1: I love what I'm doing. I love it. It's an all amazing right. way to spend my days.
0: So you're not one of those Americans or workers anywhere in the world that that sort of have to pull yourself out of bed drudgery and painfully, not wanting to go to work. You pop out of bed and excited about getting to do what you do?
1: Yeah, I pop out of bed every morning. I'm, I'm definitely a morning person, so I pop out of bed. I'm excited to do the work that I do. There are a few things in my job that... I don't necessarily love, you know, like the spreadsheets, the reports, those kind of things, you know. But for the most part, 90% of what I do, meeting people, going out, doing the trainings, doing the education, camp, um, our workshops, those are the things that I love doing.
0: Okay. Now, I happen to love looking at spreadsheets. I, I, I majored in math and then an MBA, and spreadsheets tell me a lot. That's where I get my numbers from. So I love that part of the work, too. And maybe one day you might get there, too. But anyway, you said you like the camps and you like the workshops. Um, quickly, uh, what is the camp? What is that?
1: Oh, man, Cooperative Leadership Camp coming up here next uh, in two weeks is our high school leadership camp where the teens come to camp and build a worker-owner T-shirt cooperative. And they experienced every cooperative industry in our state through a hands-on workshop to really give them the information about that industry and that co-op.
0: Thank you. We're going to come back. We're going to take our first break now. And we're going to come back. And I really want to dive into this this uh, leadership camp and see what it would it take for me to come over there and see what I can learn about co-ops and get to play. I guess you get to play. But we'll be right back. Please don't touch that now. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is uh, Everything Cooperative. And this morning, we have Emily Nell on, and she is from North Carolina, the Cooperative Council of North Carolina. So this morning, we're talking about this camp. That's what we were talking about before we left, this cooperative camp. And you said it's for teenagers. So who going to come to this camp in two weeks from now? Okay. It starts two weeks from now. Okay. Who's in this camp?
1: So this is our 84th year doing camp. And typically we are in person at camp. This year is a virtual program, but in normal times our cooperative members and some of our non-cooperative members actually sponsor. So they pay for teens to come to camp with us. So they, have either members or folks in their community or folks in their schools that they select and recommend for camp. And then the teens apply um, and and get the approval with the recommendation to attend camp. So they get to come, the students get to come for free and the cooperatives get to send teens that are outstanding teens or teens in their community to come to camp
0: so that the your members, the cooperative members from all of these different segments that we talked about, these four segments, they go into their community they know people they and they they select a team to come to camp and then they sponsor that team right How That's much does correct. it cost to sponsor yes. how much does it cost to sponsor a team if if you're not a if you're not a member, you're not a cooperator but you really want to support a team and growing what does it cost to sponsor a team?
1: for one teen to attend, and that's whether you're a member or non-member, and that is done pretty easily on our website to sponsor. Um, You put in your information, put in what you want to sponsor, and we send you an invoice for that. And then we also have the opportunity for teens, if they hear about this through their schools, which... In North Carolina public school system, they support, they have endorsed this camp as a business opportunity, and so they share out the camp information through their guidance offices to all the high schoolers. And so high schoolers can also apply to be sponsored, and so we have a sponsorship committee that reviews those applications, and if there's organizations that don't necessarily have teens selected, they can... um, sponsor from this pool of teens that apply individually.
0: Okay. Um, this sounds exciting, so exciting that Everything Co-op would like to sponsor a teen at $395. We, I have personally uh, sponsored um, scholarships from my high school, Bluefield High School, at, at, at a $500 uh, for, for, for seniors going into college, and that has been extremely rewarding to me to go talk to these teens. About what they're going to do, what they want to do with their life, what they want to major in, and knowing what one can learn in co-ops, and I'm going to ask you that question in a minute. We want to sponsor those. So, how do I do that? Give me. You say go to your webpage, but what is your webpage, and how do I, how do I, how would I make that contribution?
1: Well, first, that's awesome. Thank you so much. That's incredible that you're going to send a teen to camp. So. Uh, we so appreciate your support. So if you go to our website, which is www.ccnc.coop, uh, we have a menu down, and you'll select that first item, Cooperative Leadership Camp, and that will take you to the page where you can see about camp, you can see the countdown, and then on the bottom... In the middle is a sponsor organization form. So you click on that and just enter your information and what you would like to sponsor, and uh, we send you the invite for that sponsorship.
0: Okay, so I've gone on your webpage, CCNC, Cooperative Council of North Carolina, dot COOP. And, Perfect. And the, then these three little lines on the right-hand corner, I clicked on that, And that took me to Cooperative Leadership Camp to educate, connect, and promote our future leaders. Okay. I see the video, and then I don't see Donate in yet. So scroll down to the
1: bottom, and you'll see the image of four-county electric uh, live line truck. It's in the middle on the bottom. And this is one of the activities that happens in camp, our electric cooperatives trailer in a full-size live line demonstration and they hook it up to a generator and they typically will let the teens try on the gear and then blow up a hot dog, which in essence shows you what's happening if you touch a live line with your finger.
0: Okay. So I want a suggestion that is too hard to find. And I would make your suggestion is on that Cooperative Council of North Carolina. When you click on that, or even before that, you do not have a donate button or a sponsor button. Ooh, we got to get that. Yeah, I I, 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 it's it's too difficult. But I, I, I got it. I go to ccnc.coop. I click on that's your 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 home page on your top right is three buttons. I click on that. Then the first thing up is Corporate Leadership Camp. And I click on that, and then I've got to go down and find a picture. Okay, I, I would say right up in there where it says Corporate Council of North Carolina, or under that three dots, you'd have a sponsor button uh, that stands out and is clear and easy, my recommendation. But then I've got to go to the bottom, and you say, and I went past this truck. I went past all those pictures looking for a button, and I see the truck, and I see it says sponsor organization form, and then under that it says sponsor a team or a camp to sponsor a team or a few to attend camp. And so I, that's when I clicked on that, and it takes me to that form. Too difficult. To, to, I, I, I like it simple. I'm trying to give you $395, and I don't want you to make it hard for me. So, Got it. I will get that updated around.
1: with my web uh,
0: developer. So I would suggest we go back to this, and I'll fill this out over our next break and tell you if there's any more difficulty when we get back on the other end of it. I love what you're doing, and I wish I could come to camp. So
1: This is a virtual camp. How is that going to work? Let me tell you about the logistical nightmare of camp. (laughs) But really, it's going to be awesome. So we are actually, we have 67 teens right now that will be attending virtual camp. And next week, they will all receive a pre-camp co-op box. And so it will be all the materials that they need for camp. And it will have some trinkets that they will need because the first activity we have on the docket is a virtual cooperative escape room. So they will all be in small groups working together to escape the cooperative room and they will all need trinkets or items or clues from their box that they're receiving to understand the cooperative industry the types of cooperatives, and to escape their virtual room. So that will be the first, first thing up, which will really educate them on what a cooperative is.
0: Fantastic. What happens after that? I know what a co-op yeah. is. I got some examples of so, them.
1: Yeah, so we go into our camp activity, which is primarily the teens building a worker-owner T-shirt cooperative. And so when we're in person, the teens divide up into departments, and they all have a role as a worker owner in this cooperative. Each small group comes together with challenges and solutions to challenges, presenting these to the other teens. And then because we are a democratic organization, each individual teen votes on each solution. So- we have challenges that range from the business plans, the bylaws, the organizational setup, how they are going to contribute to the t-shirt cooperative, the names, the slogan, the logo, all kinds of things that you need to set up a business. They all present the challenges and then vote to create this worker owner cooperative.
0: All right, so you got 67 out of 70. You can handle 70 students. You've got 67, so there's room for three more if you know of any teams out there. Everything Co-op is going to sponsor one team. You need sponsorship two more. You need two more people to sponsor $395. I have a preference, if, if, if for such a thing, to tell your group. I would prefer to have somebody that cannot afford the 395 if there's a family member out there or a teen out there whose family cannot afford it. Because this is, from my view, co-ops are a way that folks in poverty or where they're working poor or homeless or whatever, that they can get into a co-op and really with that, I think there's a third principle that there's the economic piece. They when they they put some money in to start to to get in, and then they get a chance to make a living and get profits. That's the way of coming out of poverty. So I don't care about anything else, the the gender or the race or the political affiliation. That that first, I don't care about any of that. But if they if there's a need, that would be my first preference. Is that you'd find somebody that have a need and let them come in on the sponsorship. We'll be right back. Emily, I have more questions about this. I'm so excited about it. I'll give some money to it. But we'll talk some more. We'll be right back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. And the program is Everything Co-op, and we have Emily Nail on the phone with us this morning. She's executive director of the CCNC, the Cooperative Council of North Carolina, and we were talking about their camp. It's coming up very, very soon—ten Yeah, soon, 11 10 days. days from now. Yeah, eleven days. Okay, and you have three—only three, three slots available. And I had to take care of some other things on the break, so I did not even fill it out. So we'll see how we get that filled out in the next break to sponsor a teen at $395. And if anybody wants to sponsor a teen or if you would like to go to the camp after we talk some more about it, you find out what is done. You get a box that gives you a lot of information, and you'll know what a, what a co-op is. And then you'll work on creating a business, a T-shirt business. And that's where we, we left it, and I would like to know, you said that people break into departments. Can you tell us what are those departments? And out of 70 teams, how many people are in each department? How many people is in a group, a team of teams? Well,
1: yeah, typically we have seven teams, and that's kind of correlation with the seven cooperative principles, right? So there's two, two things that are happening there. They each have a principal And then they also have a department. So in the worker-owner T-shirt cooperative, they have a group that is the board. So we uh, have a board that governs the cooperative. We also have a department that is our management structure. We have a department that then handles the marketing, and that kind of also handles the talent show if you will for the seven cooperative principles for each group we have a production department and we have communications department so the, each small group has their focus on making this cooperative business work and then as we go through the week they each everybody as a whole get different business challenges and each small group then comes up with a solution to that business challenge And then each individual camper gets to vote on those solutions.
0: Okay. So as we walk through this, I I wrote down five different groups. I assume there's two more. Production is where they produce the T-shirts. Is that what you mean by production?
1: Correct, yeah.
0: Okay. And so that's like the operations part of it or part of the operations part of it. Communications, marketing, management, board. Okay.
1: Financial and department. We also have our financial department. Okay. Don't Everybody has to have those finances money. done. Money. Yeah, exactly. That's and those, then our community outreach. We ah, have, right? neat. The things that I like.
0: So those are your seven groups. And so I assume there's 10 people in each, 10 teams in each to make the 770 teams that and so yep. everybody has to participate, everybody gets a voice, everybody gets a vote. And correct. you're doing the training. Okay. And so each one of these teams will not only have a a board or a management, they have a role to play. They also have a principal to play. And That's somebody would be the yes. fifth principal. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so throughout the week, each team is coming up with a Way to showcase their principal in our uh, Thursday night talent show. So they do some sort of skit or demonstration. This year we're calling it the TikTok challenge. So they are creating a TikTok video of their principal, and that's a competition that all the other teams will vote on the best TikTok video for our challenge. But they come up with how to express that. Principles to the other teams. How to educate the other teams on their principles.
0: Um, I have a request. There's a, uh, a man that I met, and he has he has something he calls Farmer Brown MC, and I've asked him to create uh, some some hip hop videos about co ops, and he's got one done. He's doing four or more, so I would. My request is if I send you this video, will you sometime, maybe the Thursday night or sometime during this week, ask the kids what they think about the hip hop, what they think about this music piece.
1: Yeah, for sure. Sounds fun. Right,
0: I'll, I'll send that to you. And, and he had written 10 songs and uh, he's produced this one. He just went in the studio and did it himself. He did everything himself. And then, He's in the process of going into the studio and doing four more. His name is Trev- Trevor Clyburn, goes by Farmer Brown, the MC, and he likes working with kids and getting them into co-ops. So it, it's great. So what I have right now is thank you for that, and I'll send that to you. I have seven groups, and out of these seven groups, they have a function that they have to deal with, board, management, marketing, production, communication, finance, and then community outreach. And then they have a principle of the seven principles that we've already gone through that they would do a skit with, uh, a TikTok video. Now, how would they do that video when it's virtual? Because they won't be together, I guess.
1: Well, so we are using a platform uh, for communications, and they'll have – the opportunity to work in small groups in a video chat room. So they will have to be creative. I'm, a, I'm excited because, you know, we're not putting on any limitations. So what the teens come up with is going to be really, really creative. And uh, I can't imagine that they'll struggle with that one.
0: They will not struggle is what you're saying. They'll, they'll know how no, to do they it. won't. Right. They're
1: so they are so smart with technology and so further <laughs> beyond what I could even do. So I'm excited to see what they come up with.
0: Well, you talk about what you can do at your age. I'm I'll be 74 here pretty quick. So yeah, it to me sounds like oh that's daunting. That uh, okay, all right. But I I got if you're 14, 15, 16, 17, or whatever, you have been doing this technology your whole life. If if there's a – yeah, probably even if, if you don't have a computer in your home, you, you're a part of this. Okay. But here's what we haven't talked about. I'd like to talk about how you get this into what you're training them, and that's the cooperative values of self-help, and I find that one interesting. Self-responsibility, being responsible, democracy, that one member, one vote, equity, equality and solidarity. So it's self-help and a solidarity framework, self-help and a a team approach. How do you help yourself within this team where you make the decisions that are best for the team? And in the tradition of the the founders of cooperatives, at least in the 1844 group, uh, they believe in the ethical values of honesty, openness, social responsibility. And caring for, and I put one another, it says caring for others, I put one another like the golden rule. How do you put that into these values into training these young people?
1: Well, Vernon, that's a great segue into talking about what my cooperative members contribute to CAMP. The different organizations in North Carolina put together experiences for these teens to do at CAMP. So let me just give you an example our food okay. cooperatives in our state come in and do a, a workshop where the teens are learning about what a living wage is. And they have to go through a challenge to understand providing a living wage, what it means to have a living wage, and what it means to make ethical decisions around providing that living wage as a cooperative business. So a lot of these lessons, these self-help, the access, the creating financial and social wealth, um, you know, resolving conflict without violence, all of these are done through these individual workshops that my cooperatives come in and do during camp.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. So you were just mentioning some things, uh, solving problems. What, What do you want these students to get? You got uh, you got it for a week. You have their undivided attention, twenty four seven. Like, what do you want them to walk away with?
1: Gosh, I could go in so many ways on this. I could talk probably for another half hour just on this topic. But realistically, what I want them to see is that cooperatives are a valid business model that give the opportunity to provide access you know we were defi- we were started cooperatives were started really to provide that access to folks that didn't have access they it creates that wealth whether it's financial social you know community it provides the opportunity to solve problems in your community and so I really want to these teens to see that cooperative business, Cooperative businesses provide all of these things and are a very successful business model that they might not have ever heard of.
0: Fantastic phenomenon. Yeah, that's why we have this radio show. That's why National Co-op Bank has sponsored it for seven and a half years. Because too many Americans, even if they're co- in a, a credit union, housing co-op, or rural electric, these consumer co-ops, they may not even know they're in a co-op and what a co-op is all about. So I, I... Really excited about this and wish I could have had a camp like this when I was 14 years old. It is great. So those are the things you want them to learn. I've got how one can, can get it. and I, I really like that the North Carolina school system has also sponsored this and let the um, counselors know about it. How has that been working how did you get that started?
1: You know, that's funny. I actually was invited to do a summer teachers conference. So North Carolina has their summer teacher conference for about a week every year, and they go through different programs and opportunities for the teachers to learn about um, resources out there that they can participate in. And how this really came about was the council, my organization, gives a small stipend to North Carolina teachers to come to camp with us and help us with the teens. So, yeah, so this was an opportunity to share not only that opportunity for teachers to come with us, but for them to share that information out to their students. So a couple of years now I have presented at the summer teacher conference the opportunity for both the teens and the teachers to come to camp and see how this is done and now from that I've got a whole bunch of teachers that really helped me develop the program each year and make it better and better and now we have a 36 page you know adult manual that comes with camp, so they have all the information they need right up front before we even get to camp
0: you have a 36 page adult manual that's right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you send that adult manual to me? I'm almost an adult, but I would love to see what, what, what you have the adults to learn. <laughs>
1: okay, That's Definitely, I can send that over to you. Yeah, we, we really developed it because these teachers that came the first year really had no idea what a cooperative was, right? They saw that they got a small stipend to come to camp and moderate the teen's behavior, and they signed up and said, yes, please. But then they got there, and they were like, well, I guess I should know something about a cooperative, so we have this manual that not only walks them through what that cooperative is, but also what activities we're doing each day, each each program, and and what the learning objectives are for each activity that the teams are doing. So we really have it spelled out in the way that teachers can read through and understand the program and the camp.
0: Okay, so we're getting ready to take our final break already. Oh, boy, it's going by quick. Right. Oh, my god, We could talk all day. Um, but I want to come back and talk to you a little bit about the Appalachian Regional Commission. They have a um, educational network that I was a part of for about 14, 15 years, and I tried to get to them about co-ops, unsuccessfully. I would maybe I sowed a seed here or there, uh, but North Carolina is one third of the state. Looks like is a part of the appalachian regional commission and that may be a place to get grants for you guys and it may be a place to get other support and get into the internet i would have loved to have known about you to have gotten you to up in front of these students like i say they'll they'll listen to your smile all right we'll be right back please don't touch that dial everybody this is Vernon Oaks and the program is everything cooperative you know this program is brought to you by the National Cooperative Bank NCB's mission is to support and be an advocate for America's cooperatives and their members especially in low income communities by providing innovative financial and related services low income communities we were talking, I mentioned Appalachian Regional Commission, that's 13 states. One of the critical components of this region is low-income communities, whether it's North Carolina or West Virginia, where I'm from. And Emily, I see that North Carolina is about one-third in Appalachia, where West Virginia, all of the state is in Appalachia, and we have some similar characteristics but have you ever applied or looked at Appalachian Regional Commission for either grants or they have an entrepreneur development group a STEM education research leadership all of the stuff that you're teaching in your in your in your weekly program have you ever done any work with them
1: i have not no but looking at them you're right we are um, our western part of the state is in the south central Uh, what they list as their south-central area. And so that definitely is something I need to tap into and look into. We
0: had about 250 to 300 educators in our summer week camp for educators, but it was all about education and different things one could do. And I did, not at the summer camp, but when they had regional meetings and maybe there were 20 people, they did let me speak on cooperators, and they knew nothing about cooperation and cooperatives. So I did not make the headway I wanted to make and I did talk to Doug O'Brien who who is the executive director of NCBA about trying to meet with him at one point since he was rural uh he was with um Department of Agriculture, their rural division. And he was willing to do that, but then I uh I had stopped being involved in that because the group I was with in West Virginia disbanded. It was hard to get money. And that's a whole other story. I'd love to talk to you about it at some point. But I always ask the question at the end, do you love what you're doing? You've already answered that one. What I want to talk about now is the future. And I have it that there are six pandemics, COVID-19 being one, guns, the economy, climate change, racism, and what I call stupidity, which our fifth principle could help people with. They say that COVID is a hoax. Some people say that racism doesn't exist and – where do you see training these young people will help us in the future so that perhaps we don't have the COVIDs or we can get out of them much, much faster?
1: You know, that's, that's so interesting that you asked that. And I think one of the things that cooperatives really believe in is that education and that training. And, and I think in that is also listening and understanding and with this camp, I think one of the biggest opportunities for the future is that we're really educating and and not only educating, we're not doing PowerPoints, we're not presenting information. They are actually given a challenge and they have to work together to solve that challenge on their own. We're not giving them the answers, so really making sure that they experienced the opportunity to build a better business, a better community, a better opportunity, really making sure that they're coming up with solutions that resolve the issues without violence, coming up with solutions to those community problems, working together, just having that experience is critical for going forward with the next generation.
0: Personal question. um, Are you married? Do you have children?
1: I do, yes, both of those. I am married, and I have three children all under the age of six. So I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old.
0: So they haven't gone to camp yet. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> not, <Okay. laughs> yeah, not yet, but hopefully when they get into high school, when they qualify in the age, and, and you know, we've been doing it for 83 years, and I hopefully we will be doing it for another 83 years, but definitely would try to get them to go to camp when they are of that age.
0: And why would you want your children to go to camp? For a under, I under, under six. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when they're of that age, I think it's a twofold answer on that one, because one of the things is that North Carolina, um, we have such a diverse population, and when teens are coming from every corner, every nook and cranny of the state, they get to experience experience these different areas through interactions with other people. So that's the first one, just meeting people and understanding their diversity, giving that opportunity for inclusion. That one's a huge one for me. And then the second one is really understanding that cooperative business model. It's something that I sure didn't hear about this in high school and I went through my masters in business and and didn't really learn anything about a cooperative business model. So That was one thing. And then, you know, having that at a high school level, that education in a high school, really would have put me on a different track maybe to get involved sooner in the cooperative business model, the movement.
0: I I so get it because I said I would love to have had this early on. Interacting with other people and the cooperative business model. The inclusion is what you said. Uh, having voice and understanding folk is what you want for your children, and that's what you want for other children also to get at a sooner age, as early age as you can get. I want to find a lady's name and give it to you. She's out of Florida, and she's been trying to get co ops in schools in Florida. I can't believe it, Judith Turner. Uh, She's a Florida CEED is the name of her organization. But she, for the same reason, she's modeling it after Puerto Rico model. Puerto Rico has uh, cooperatives in their schools from elementary school all the way through college. And I think when I interviewed Judith and Jonathan Rodriguez, Puerto Rico had like 60 different T-shirt-like businesses in their schools and when you have elementary school students having meetings where a board, they are bored and they're making decisions, you talk about this experiential learning. And that's what I heard you say. They have the experience of learning. And when I did teach math and marketing, that was a big, huge part of my teaching was this experiential learning and getting the kids to do what you do on Thursday evening, they present, and the other kids they, I love your mind because that's what I did. They, the other kids then grade them, give them feedback, and if you're ever talking about getting a kid to really learn and want to produce, is when they know that their peers are going to do the grading, going to do the evaluating. I love what you're doing, I really do, and at some point maybe I can. Find out when you are going to be virtual, and I can look in. Maybe that you can invite me for Thursday evening, and I could hear that or something. I don't know. We'll see how we yeah get there. yeah.
1: We'd love to have you join us, and then next year, you know, we I am determined to be back in person in 2022. I hope you can come on site with us and see what the teams do and how amazing it is.
0: I, and I look forward to that. I look forward to that. To solve problems in the community. How to be successful. How students can individually – well, let me say it this way. Dane Poling Green, who was the uh, International Cooperative Alliance uh, president, said on on this show that co-ops help people come out of poverty with dignity. And that dignity – and you mentioned having voice. They get a chance to meet other people. They get a chance of being heard, uh, being listened to, and that gives them the dignity, the self-worth, which is – more important than financial and social wealth is self-worth. So, yes, I get all of it. And that's why I would have loved to have my kids and our grandkids. Man, oh, that would be a good idea. They have to be from North Carolina, too, huh? <laughs> okay,
1: no, not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily. But our bus geez, doesn't man. go outside of North Carolina, so they'd have to they'd have to come this, on this, their own.
0: This year, is, this year is virtual.
1: Right. And this year, what's interesting is, all of the teams that were sponsored from 2020 when we had to cancel our camp because of the pandemic, um, all of those teams are now in the program this year just by default, but a couple of them have relocated. So we have a couple from out of state uh, attending our virtual this year. Hmm.
0: I have three grandchildren that fit the, the age. Huh. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> Listen, we only have a minute or so left. What do you want to leave people with? I've enjoyed this immensely.
1: Well, gosh, what do I want to leave people with? Man, join a cooperative. Join one, own one, and participate in one. Um, I think the cooperatives are an incredible way to create wealth, create diversity, create the personal ownership and the opportunities for the future, and... So I I just really urge people to get involved and see what cooperatives are all about.
0: Join one, own one, start one, participate in one. That's great, great. That's that's why we're having this show. That's why I really enjoy having you on. Also, just real quickly, you have a cooperative business, uh, some other uh, workshops and stuff that you all do for cooperatives. Thank you so very, very much, Emily Nell. Thank you. We look forward to doing future things and I will do I did not have a chance to put the 395 in I'll do it right now. Thank you Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much Vernon.
0: Everybody out there have a great week. We'll see you next Thursday. Live cooperatively.